Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Pressure of This World. Thank you for joining my podcast. Thank you for those who have listened attentively. I praise God for you, and I hope that you will continually stay with me on my journey as I try to express what God wants. He wants us to learn his precepts and how to walk with him and what to expect in life and what not to expect. How to get over and how to overcome some things that has been pressuring us for a long time and it seems like we don't know how to get over it but God wants to teach us how so that we can better understand this walk with him and what we must do to please him that he may be glorified okay today we will learn that pressure the definition of pressure means persuasion hmm, influence or intimidation to make somebody do something. Okay, the word we want to know what intimidation is saying. Intimidation is to have fear of something or someone. You want to know what influence means. It means that something affects you. It affects you and gets you to do something that maybe you don't want to do. And persuasion means to get someone to change. So, We will be coming from the scripture, 1 Corinthians 3.13, talking about fiery trial. And somebody said, well, what is fiery trial? God is saying that there will be the work of man that's going to be tried and the fiery and it's going to be made clear as day. You're going to be known by your works because they're going to be tried in the fire. And what God is saying, when we are tried by the fire, we are under pressure. Scratch your head and say, hmm, does that mean every man's work, it shall be visible? God say, everybody's going to see your work because the fire is coming. Oh, yeah. The fire is coming. Hard times are really coming. And it say, it will be manifest. 
it will show. It's going to show what you've been doing down here. It's going to show if you've really been standing up for God and who God really is. It's going to show your love, your passion, your intensity, all of that, what you have done, your actions. It's all going to show right down here when the fire comes, when the hard times come upon this earth, which we are in some right now, but there are others that we're going to have to face. And God wants to know, are you going to be able to go through this? Is your works going to be able to stand up against this fiery um, trials that's coming? Are you going to take down and you're going to run and say, oh, I just cannot take this. So it's going to be as clear as day. Everyone that known you is going to see it. Well, that brother, oh boy, I wonder what happened. You know, uh, it sure showed really the character of who this person became or was becoming in God. So we all going to have to be tried by a fire one day. That's going to show and manifest who we are. God's saying the day, that day shall it broadcast to everyone. Everyone will know what's been revealed. The pressure of this life is going to make you see what type of person you really are when you are tried. Like Job, for instance. You know, all this he went through, he didn't give up who he was. He didn't change for no one. He kept praying. He kept uh, humbling himself before God. He held on to God. He held on to what he believed in. And he let nothing shake him. No matter what. Friends came, put him down, made him feel bad. Wife denied him, telling him, oh, are you just like, you know, but Job, he would not change. He stayed there no matter what. And he held on to God. And because he held on to God, he was blessed. Uh, Pressure. You know, sometimes it will prove us who we are. You know, and it shows us, okay, how to conquer pressure when you're under pressure. You got to know how to conquer pressure when you're under pressure. Uh, Know how and know who you are in Christ. You are a new creature. Remembering that the old things are past away and behold all things become new behold means look look and see the difference something has changed something has transformed inside of me and the people are going to know too because the fiery trials is coming and it's going to manifest your works or who you are in this world. So God is saying. I have transformed you. I have 
made you a new creature now. The old things, they gone. They are past. They're in your past. They are your past. Now, something else is transforming in you. It's making you new. Making you become a new process now. Because there is process when we become new. You don't become new overnight. But you become new. Become is a process. Becoming something, it takes time. Like somebody said, I become, I became an engineer. I had to go through my classes. I had to take, I had to take Zach DeMundo 101, whatever that is. I had to take uh, how to um, put pieces together and this and where it's supposed to go inside of something and connect and screws and this and that. How to put objects together to make them conform with each other. You know, so you have to go through a process to become to say that you are something. It takes time to come to where you're supposed to be, but you will become new as you continue in this race, as you continue to keep the faith, as you continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand, you will become new through his word. His word is the truth and it will make you into what you need to be and when it finishes making you then you will be that person that God has ordained to walk with him and talk with him and do the things that he wants you to do and he loves you and you love him you will know how to walk say God It's making you into what he wants you to be. His truth is doing the work. Like when a uh, blacksmith, what they call him, is forming. He's got a hammer in his hand and he's popping it, bang, bang, and hitting it, hitting the metal to become something that he is making. A blacksmith is a person who um, does furniture, he makes uh, tools and swords and works with metals and so what he does he puts the metals into the fire Ooh, go that word he puts the metals into the fire and he starts twitching it and putting it around and, and hitting on it and, and um, smoothing it out with certain things it needs to be smoothed out some of us need to be smoothed out in our lives when after we've been through some fires we need some smoothing you know God is it's like buffing us because what I've learned metals have to be buffed after they're um, come out of the fire you know because the molding of the instrument which they're trying to create has to be straightened and smooth. So when they give the sword or whatever instrument they made, a knife or whatever to the the buyer, consumer, it's smooth. You don't got a bunch of 
big humps and lumps in it because they they got a a brander that smooths it out, smooths it down, takes all the lumpies out. And that's what God is doing. He's taking the lumpies out, smoothing it down. Who wants a lumpy knife that can't cut nothing because the edges is lumpy? But if you get some edges that's straight, oh, it's going to work fine. The Son of God has to smooth out the edges of our life. Smooth out the edges. Smooth out the edges until it becomes just right. And it's meat for the master's use. Like that sword, it becomes. Now, I got the sword of the spirit. I can fight. I don't got no piece of lumpy piece of metal, which is good for nothing. But now it's smooth. The edges are smoothed out. Now it's ready. It's ready for the fight. Amen. So it's a sword is formed into a sword under pressure. Extreme fiery measures are given to the sword. Sometimes life is banging down on us. And we have to take drastic measures. Drastic measures means serious. We have to take this thing serious. We have to be forceful. And we, you know, when we are faced. And it brings out the best in us, you know. It brings out the best in us. After we go through all of this stuff. When we get through it. It brings out the best in us. Um. Like the sword when it's smooth in shape. And then guess what? It becomes exquisitely. Exquisitely. That means it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Once the sword is finished being smoothed out with the edges, it becomes beautiful. And then what does the the blacksmith do? He puts the shine to it. He puts that shine then you look at that sword, you're going to see your face in it. It's so shiny. So we know that pressure brings change. Pressure brings change. Either you're going to change or you're going to be consumed by the fire. So when we're under pressure, something has to change. Hallelujah. When we are under pressure, something has to change within us. It has to change. It has to come about a change. Something has to change. Just like a jewel. So pressure will allow change to come about. Uh... Pressure is like a fire. It's like a burning desire. It is it is a fire and also a zeal. It can be fire can be a passion. It also can be uncontrollable because fire can be like wow. You know, and that's sometimes our situations are uncontrollable. That it cannot even be extinguished. 
you know, like uh, Lot in the Bible and Genesis 19 and 24, you know, he would have been burned by the fire from heaven if he did not obey what God told him to do. He told him to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah because the fire was coming and it was going to burn burn Sodom and Gomorrah up. And that fire was the fire of God coming from heaven. And God was wrought with them. He was, he totally was like, my fire is not going to be quenched because of the sin and the works that were done. Their works were burned up because they did not seek God. They wanted to do after what they felt that they should do and not love God. So therefore, what happened to Solomon Gomorrah probably wouldn't have happened if they would have just loved God. They didn't love God. So what happened? God got tired of their mess and he said, okay, I'm sending, I'm going to send my angels down and I'm going to tell them and warn them. They still didn't want to turn, but I got some people there that love me. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to have mercy upon those who care about what I care about. And I'm going to take them out of here. But not knowing that sometimes in life, you warn your loved ones and you tell them all about Jesus. You tell them uh, what's going to happen. What's going to befall the earth? What's going to happen if we don't come to Christ? And still they ignore it. And uh, you tell them to come on, let's go. You even try to drag them with you, just like Lot did. He, he told his wife, and it's true, let's go. And then God told him, whatever you do, don't go back. In other words, keep going. Don't, or if you do, there's going to be a consequence. The fire is going to consume. Hallelujah. So they were consumed because they uh, turned back. These people, they don't have nothing to do with God. So they left God and decided to, to stay in Sodom and Gomorrah and be a part of this wickedness. So God had to destroy it. And Sometimes our loved ones, even our closest, might be our husband or wife, might tell them, God said, and their hearts are still back there. They they don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Why are you trying to tell me that for? I already know. Don't or did they get offended. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. Husband and wife are supposed to walk together, but no. Sometimes it's not that way. Sometimes you got to continue on, even if the husband or wife says, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going back. <laughs> I've been having fun over here. I've been, I, I just been, uh, I love it. You, you don't know what you're talking about. And then, because they don't believe, they leave you or they forsake you. And sometimes they even forsake you in their thoughts. They don't have to be literally, they left you, but they can forsake you and they talk. But you know what? God see all of that and God going to fix it because 
you held on. You were you the ones going to make it out. But because they didn't hold on, it's going to be shame for them. So don't worry. As long as you hold on, God got your back. But, you know, you can't always worry about, God said, if you love mother, father, sister, brother, more than you love me, you can't be my, even my, be my disciples. In other words, you can't follow me. You can't walk with me. You can't talk with me. In other words, we cannot um, sup together or we cannot uh, walk together. Because why? You forsook me. So God is saying. You know, the Bible talks about how we can um, also be consumed. The Bible talks about quenching the fiery darts of the wicked. And you say, how? When we believe on what God has said and stand on it, the fire will not hurt us. David said, the Lord is my fortress. Fortress means defense. The Lord will defend you against the fiery darts of the wicked. Uh, you say, okay, what's a dart? And what do what what is a dart? A darts are targets. They are thrown at you. They are different kinds of darts that gives out different pressure. When thrown, they can go through you, straight through you. Some break bones, some bruise deeply and cause organs not to function anymore. You know, somebody said something nasty to you, that's a dart. Somebody threatened you, that's a dart. Blackmailed you, that's a dart. Disappointed you, that's a dart. Misunderstood you, that's a dart. But standing on the promises of God, that's what helps us get through those darts. You know, pain is pressure. And pain is tension. And that when it becomes fiery, it's hard to bear. But God said to be of good courage. For I have overcome this world. Lord don't want us to hold our head down and be sad. He said, rejoice when men persecute you. That means they treat you badly. And they oppress you. You suffer. Hurt and injury. You know you will have to go through this suffering. But you have a promise. A reward from God. God said he was going to reward you. He said. If you're persecuted. Don't worry. A reward is coming to you. If if you're doing this for my sake. Something good is going to come out for you. Don't even worry about it. The devil wants to injure us. He wants to injure. You know, there are cuts, scratches, laceration, disabled injury. 
He is trying to disable us. He is trying to uh, disable us with depression, sickness, our health, uh, our mentality and our minds, mental illness. He's trying to come with all kind of darts that he's trying to throw at us. And the thing is, the dart is fiery. It has fire. And what a fire does is has a purpose to consume. Glory be to God. To consume us. It wants to burn us to the core. Darts. Because more than one is trying to hit us at one time. And it's aiming all over all over us. It's aiming anywhere that it can get between the cracks. It's aiming. So if our mind is not transformed, it's going to try to take that down. It's going to try to disable that. Or try to consume it. So, God said to rejoice. If you suffer for what is good, rejoice. You know, because that's what he wants to do, rejoice. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is greater. And when we learn, then we can overcome. Then we can stand. Then we can put up that shield. We can keep that faith because we know and understand that he is the greater one, not us. And he will fight our battles. Thank you, Lord. I've learned when you are in the fiery trials, there's going to be smoke from the fire. Have you ever seen, like, outside, like, when the summertime comes, have you ever seen the brushes of the fire and the mountains, how they from the fire? Have you ever seen, like, outside, like when the summertime come, are you ever seen the brushes of the fire and the mountains, how they um, catch on fire? Or how the lightnings cause um, dry bushes to flame? Or uh, ever saw bushes on fire? Then what do you see? Or a house on fire? What do you see after the fire is burning? You see smoke coming from the fire. It's like it's like, um, and then when you um, inhale it, what happens? You choke. Even the even the flames that produce from the smoke begins to choke. And Jesus was talking about the cares of this life, my Lord. How it comes up to choke, to choke you. So the devil's not just trying to burn you up. He's trying to make sure he get everything out of you. Choke you too while you at it. Because choke is a way of fighting back. When something is choking, you cough and you're trying to get it out. <laughs> oh, ah, ah, ah. You're trying to get air. You're trying to get air. And you, the flames are around you just burning like trying to burn you and consume you. Trying to take you out. Trying to mess you up. And you no, no, you're fighting. You might be choking. You're fanning your face. And you're trying to get air inside your mouth. 
and it's just choking you. It's like literally you swallow a big hunk of something and can't get it out. And you're trying to push, push, push air into your lungs. And sometimes we have to push because we always want to have something pushing back at us. But we got to push through it. The fiery flames is trying to take me out. It's trying to choke the living daylight, the life out of me. I got to push. I got to keep crawling to the door. The door of salvation. The door. Door. Jesus is waiting at the door. I got to get there. It's trying to choke me, but I'm not going to lose my faith in God. No matter how it's trying to choke me. Because I know who's going to stand in the fire with me. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hallelujah. They knew who was going to be in that fire because they have faith. They stood on God's promises and his word and what God said that he would never leave them nor forsake them. So they made sure that, hey, it's okay, Mr. Nebuchadnezzar, if that's what you uh, feel like doing, <laughs> go right ahead because they ain't going to stop me from believing what God said. I'm not going to walk by what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the flames. I'm looking at the fiery situation. I'm looking at the hard times coming. But I'm more so got my eyes on Jesus Christ because he's told me he wouldn't leave me in these flames. And he would cool the fire. He would take the fire out the fire. But I got to hold on to him. I got to hold on to my faith. Then I said, I'm just holding on. Yes, I got to hold on to my faith no matter what. Because I know that he will come through because he said he would. No doubt about it. So yes, the fire is going to try to choke us, the life out of us, that smoke from the flame. Yeah, that smoke wants to come take us out. It wants to finish up the work. The fire has already probably tried to kindle upon us or tried to jump on us. But it comes the smoke. So we just got to remember who's who said that they would be with us when we go through the fire. And sometimes we have to continually walk. That when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. So we got to know and trust in who is with us. King of kings. Lord of lords. My provider. When the hard times come, it's like I don't have enough food and we're getting through. My provider. Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory be to God. That's what we got to do. We can walk through these flames. And they will not destroy us. Because God, he can cool the fire. If we just let him be the cool in our fire. He can cool that anger. He can cool that mistrust. He can cool that misunderstanding. But we must 
have faith. Praise God. And I thank him for his word. Yes, I have a playlist of blessed songs God has helped me to write and orchestrate. And if you would be interested, my playlist is J's, J-A-Y-E-S, Love for God, which I think would be a wonderful attribute uh, to your music. And I pray that it bless you and help you as well as the podcast. I'm glad that uh, you took the time to listen. God bless And I hope to see you in the next podcast. Bye.